Welcome to Detox Detox. You're here with your hosts, Danny Duravage and Danielle Duravage. Yes, we share the same name. I'm married. What? What? <laughs> what? It's the Dan house. No, I married Danny's brother, and it just so happened we had the same name when once we got married. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, today we are going to talk to you. Our topic will be nutrient density, but first we're going to kind of introduce ourselves because this is our very first podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. I am from Indiana. I grew up a competitive gymnast and then competition cheerleader. Um, I was ADHD growing up. And so when I was deciding what my major should be in college, it was something that got to move around all the time. So I chose kinesiology. Um, So then I met my husband in college, and then my father got sick with cancer from Agent Orange, and my husband deployed to Iraq. I moved to California. My husband deploys. When he comes back, my dad passes away, and then I find out I'm pregnant a month later. And so I wait. I'm pregnant. We have a wedding ceremony, and we move on to getting our own place, and I, he is due to deploy again when the baby was four months old. So I decided to go back to school and study sport and fitness management. And I graduated summa cum laude. And throughout that process, I started researching genetically modified organisms. So that kind of dialed in, you know, a little bit of what I was doing with my baby. Um, I'm a NASM certified personal trainer, a NASM weight loss specialist, and fitness nutrition specialist. And I own a little online fitness company called I Pick Fit. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what helped me a lot. So, but I wanted to talk about you know Danielle, your your dad passing away. That definitely had a huge impact because it was so close to you having to raise a baby. You know, like within a couple of months, different, and even affected your pregnancy. How how did that really change your life? Yeah. So when my dad passed away, like he got cancer from Agent Orange, which is basically the chemical we use on our genetically modified crops when it's the ingredient in Roundup. So um, I started, when I got pregnant with my son, I was like, I wanted to make sure he was not having any of those um, chemicals in his body. So I chose to feed him organic and I nursed him until he was one years older. And um, when I went back to school during my senior year, I got to research any topic that I wanted. And so I started researching GMOs really heavily at a time that it wasn't the popular thing to do. There wasn't a whole lot of clinical studies at that time, but it was what was on my mind having a little baby at home. So then um, I started being able to lose the weight after the baby more effectively and like easier without having to have such a like strict diet because I was eating very nutrient dense foods at that time. And so with, even without 
necessarily having high impact exercise like I was used to as a gymnast or competition cheerleader. I could just run a couple miles and um, just put them on the table. Sorry, interruption with Presley. But um, so when I had my second baby, I ended up gaining like 70 pounds. So I weighed 205 pounds despite running a half marathon, uh, 16 weeks pregnant. Um, I lost all the weight and more after, and I attribute it a lot to eating a very nutrient-dense diet and being very careful with quality of foods that I was having, and obviously my exercise knowledge (laughs) as a trainer and weight loss specialist and fitness nutrition specialist played a big role, but um, definitely making sure I had high nutrient-dense foods in my diet. So what is your journey, Danielle? Um, or Danny, about nutrient density or how you got to get to the point of wanting to start a podcast? Yeah, I am. So it's Danny here, the other half of this dynamic duo. And I grew up having a very active mom and very athletic family. Um, I always knew that I wanted to help people and help them prevent disease. Uh, I originally went to college thinking that I wanted to be a dentist and I loved every minute of it. I was, um, I got my degree in biochemistry. I did research while I was there. I enjoyed learning, you know, all sorts of things like anatomy, physiology, microbiology, all different courses. Um, I just really like how the body works. I think it's really, really fascinating. Um, when I graduated though, I definitely knew that I needed time for myself and I needed a year off, um, from schooling at least, not to jump back into it. And I had, because I graduated 30 pounds heavier than my frame should have. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was 5'7 and about to break that 170 mark, so <laughs> pound mark, so was not healthy for my body type. And then, um, so that's what was great was seeing, you know, Danielle's journey with organic foods and, um that was right around the time that she was starting her company, I Pick Fit. So I was definitely on board with needing some uh, some personal training. And I had only taken, at that point in time, I had only taken one nutrition class. And the other nutrition information that I had was, was kind of um, in the application portion of textbooks. So it was definitely something that I had to search for. And then when I was um, had graduated, we had a little garden at home, and so that helped me to see like the value of where food comes from and and how it plays a role in your your fitness. Um, so I also saw it, you know, have an impact on my mom's health, being a you know being a very active runner, and she had arthritis and tendonitis in her knees, and the, what she ate played a role in helping prevent her having to have a double knee replacement, you know, for a few years so that she eventually needed one, but, um, but it helped put it off for a little bit. And then my stepdad is diabetic. And so helping him with his nutrition helped me to see like how that really helps him. Um, that can help him reverse it eventually. And so that's where I really saw that I could make more of an impact you know, eventually as a registered dietitian, but right now I'm a NASM certified nutrition coach and I've taken a lot more nutrition classes. Um, and seeing how that can help prevent disease in even more of a 
impact than I could as, as a dentist. So, um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at today being, you know, NASM certified nutrition coach and eventually going for my master's and becoming a registered dietitian. And I really want to be here today be on the podcast. We wanted to start this to really help educate a lot of, a lot more people than we could if we were just talking to him one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. Um, Danny and I came together with this idea last summer, and we kind of like worked through the process of figuring out how we could do this from coast to coast. Like She's in California, and I'm in North Carolina. And we finally dialed in everything. We're like, we'll start 2020. Let's practice a little bit with some of our IPIC Fit crew. And um, we got comfortable a little bit behind the mic. And so we just decided we're going to jump. So here we are and so excited to share with everybody a little bit of our knowledge and where we come from and how, you know, hopefully we'll have some people to interview at some point as well that are experts in the field of different topics that we have prepared for everyone. So today we're definitely going to talk about nutrient density and kind of go over a little bit of the basics and then merge into um, how do we get that nutrient dense food into our lives and a little bit of exercise and what that does for us and how like it can enhance the foods that we're eating to actually start repairing muscles and keeping us from not getting sick so one of the biggest things i i just want to quickly go through this but um the we have macronutrients and micronutrients all of which are very important in our body so there are six basic nutrients or yeah, nutrients that we will need, and that is carbohydrates, proteins, fats, vitamins, minerals, and of course, water. So there are some jobs these nutrients have in our body, and carbohydrates, proteins, and fats are meant for energy. They provide our body with energy for the most part, which will be broken down in our cells after we eat it through the digestion process. And then we also have vitamins and minerals, which prevent disease and help heal our body or like basically, yeah, heals our body like different ways. And proteins also are something that are the building blocks of healing muscles and different things in our body as well. But why do we need all these nutrients, Danny? Do we need? Oh, yeah. So we definitely need... um so like you said, we need them for nutrients, we need them for disease prevention, like you talked about with proteins, we need them for growth and development. They're also going to help regulate those processes. So like if you're not getting, just a quick example, is like if you're not getting all of your uh, micronutrients, you might be feeling sluggish, and it's because those those little micronutrients, they help further those energy pathways in your body. So um, so they definitely help regulate those those processes. Yeah. Um, so then what about for, um, what is exercise that you've seen? How does that help us? Yeah, definitely. So when we, our heart is our biggest muscle in our body. And that, a lot of our nutrients are converted, you, you know, through the digestion process and they get in, into the bloodstream. So once we're, we're at the microcellular or whatever, Danny could give you a better word for that, but um, <laughs> they get into the blood system and that's what's going to distribute the you know, the, the nutrients to actually go to the cells that need repair. So when we exercise and we jump that heart rate up, we're going to increase the ability for our body to heal anything that's out there. So like, let's say, let's say you, uh, you're, or even just like the flu, let's say like the flu is going around and, and you didn't get it because you were eating 
nutrient-dense foods, and you're exercising, so all of your nutrients are getting to the cells quicker to repair your body, and it just didn't affect you because your immune system is also increased or ready to rock. And so that's one reason why exercise is so important, even just walking. And it doesn't have to be high-intensity exercise. You can just ride your bike. You can you can climb the stairs, vacuum, all of garden, all kinds of things get that blood flowing. But that is why it's very important in our body to stay very active. It's because we, if you're eating nutrient-dense foods and you're staying very active, you're going to be able to regulate your body's processes and get that blood flowing to start repairing any muscles and keep you from getting sick potentially. So that's kind of the, the vital, the role of exercise intertwined with nu- positive nutrition is. But, um, so yeah, I've definitely seen even with the with my boyfriend's 98-year-old grandma. She yeah. is not a super active person, but she was a nurse for over 50 years, and she was just like, I walk a lot. She <laughs> so walks a lot. She didn't oh my have gosh, time she's... to work out, but she was walking, and even still today, she's she does her little walks every couple of, you know, couple hours. Yeah, she's what, 99? She's not, she just turned 98. 98 years old. I always want to know. Yeah. We, should, we should interview her at some point. Like, what is your secret? Because, like, that is totally my ultimate goal is to live to 99 as long as I don't have to be, have, like, crazy caretakers. Like, I don't want to live in a, like, nursing home, like, bedridden at 90, you know. But if I could be just like her, where she, because she still goes to bingo. She still goes to do her, like, activities with other ladies her age. Mm -hmm. And she's still going to the birthday parties for the great grandnieces Mm -hmm. and the twins and, um, it's, yeah, she's, she's able still to get living, dressed in the morning. And yeah, and go to, the go to the bathroom and do all those yeah. things. And it's amazing. Like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Like, I want to be yeah. her. I want to watch my kids' kids, like, grow up. Yeah. And be still going to be a grandma. So I, that is one of the things I want to make sure everybody understands. When you're eating a very nutrient-dense, clean diet, you are putting your body... you're giving your body like the biggest gift because you have the potential to live to almost 100 years old old and actually live a quality lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So one thing here at Detox Detox, we, Danny and I together, we both believe in long optimal health and longevity before just like aesthetics. Although like that's a fun thing to like work towards as a goal, but like we, in the mind and the psychology of eating, your goal should be based off of honestly to be healthy yeah even though that if I live to be 109 I'll see three centuries and how amazing would that be yeah and as long as you feel good like the goal is to eat to feel good so if you eat something and I'm not just saying like a donut feels good going down but later I'll tell you what it doesn't feel good like I don't feel good after I eat a donut necessarily or that's just an example if you have donuts every day like, it's one thing yeah. if it's like, okay, it's my birthday or it's, you know, like a yeah that kind of a treat. You know, if you treat it like it's a treat and not your, your every day. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of wanted to go over a few little things of like little secrets that we kind of came up with of how to be successful, like with nutrient density. And one thing I, we 
brought up was like sometimes like if you don't know where to go or how to like you're so busy and you're living that crazy like busy lifestyle and you don't know how to begin to change it to start living like a healthier but you want to be healthier sometimes hiring a coach like Danny and I to like break everything down for you and tell you what to do like when to do it because I know like sometimes I don't have time to think about certain things what to do and how to do it and if somebody could break it down for me and like simplify my schedule even or like give me a call or a text or like all of that. I mean, trust me, like believe that we, you know, we can break it down for you. Like, and have, we would actually enjoy that. Especially like if you don't enjoy doing it, we love it. So just something to put out there, like someone to guide you, hire someone to help guide you to get there there to your goals, the most efficient way. And then, um, obviously like being open to learning and convert converting the knowledge. So like, always have an open mind when it comes to nutrition and stuff because a lot of us have emotional connections to foods that we eat or it's something you eat when you're little and your mom's always done it and you're kind of scared to change the lifestyle because you're afraid like you're going to feel sad for not eating grandma's, you know, Crisco that she put in, which is hydrogenated oils, which she put, you, you know, her pie. But guess what? Me and Danny are somebody who could find an alternative. So like, if you're like, I want to make grandma's apple pie, but I don't want to use that chemical don't hesitate. We will we will help you find an alternative because we don't use that. We don't use Crisco. No. <laughs> or margarine or hydrogenated oils. It's not real food. But also coaches understand, like Danny and I understand, like the energy pathways and what foods come in and then how to like, you know, what the aerobic system, the anaerobic system and the phos- was it phosphorus or oxidative? I don't know. But like we, yeah, never mind. anyways but um so like we know like the energy pathways and how to like convert you know what your body's doing for energy at different times and what kind of activities we can match the activity to in the types of foods to what like whether you're long distance running and what kind of foods you're going to need to repair your body in addition to like sprinting or other different sports that you might be playing gymnastics whatever so we can kind of connect stuff that maybe like you're like completely lost like with how you know even like uh, how much time do you have to replace it, the nu- nutrition after you're done with your workout? Stuff like that. And then um, always remember like an individualized plan is something to work towards because um, just just because your friend's doing it and doesn't mean it's good for you. And does you don't know if she just rocked that off Pinterest as, an, you know, like some fad diet. So what is your take on fad diets, Danny? Uh, well, I've definitely been around him a long time and seen him a long time. I, th- I feel like we all have, you know, fad diets have all been around. But, um, I mean, everybody has their own, um, like, human variation just in general. Like, the body is born in s- such different ways. Um, so it's interesting to see, like, how somebody might say, like, oh, this is, you know, we always want that one-stop shop that like, okay, if I just do this, I'm going to look like this. If I just, you know, cut out this many carbs or if I cut out this food or this fat or that, whatever. Yeah. And, um, so I see like, there's definitely like the psychology behind it of where fad diets can come from. Um, but just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you, that you, they could be doing something that is actually, the way that their body is supposed to eat and that's maybe what's helping them or maybe they haven't like even if you do too many fad diets your body kind of 
doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like it doesn't have a consistent diet going on in it, so it goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Like if you're constantly yo-yoing, it's it's going to turn. It, eventually, you're just going to keep adding fat to your body and take ten sips back. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes. But um, so definitely, like hit us up or like hi like look into hiring a coach or asking questions even after this because we would love to like dissect stories if you ever have any like you know interesting questions and and before you start doing just a diet that your friend's doing or something you read off Pinterest like look into what that could actually do to your body in the long haul because Danny and I are going to guide you to something that like is going to be sustainable where um and maintainable so like two to five pounds a week is like max goal when it comes to weight loss and um so you can actually maintain that weight loss versus if you lose 20 pounds in two weeks, like what is the probability a, that you're going to be able to maintain that diet plan in addition to like once you start eating normal, your body's going to go in shock and like completely add a ton of fat to your body and you're going to feel low energy and all kinds of fatigue and you're not going to know what just happened and you're going to feel bad and sad failures, failure feelings and stuff like that. Well, also when you lose that, that kind of weight that fast, it's most of the time it's not going to be fat. It's going to be muscle. <laughs> so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. drastically changing. So when you do fad diets, you do drastically change the way that your body is meant to operate. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like putting the wrong oil in a car. So Danny, to you, so we need to go, let's go back to nutrient density. Um, yeah. Since that's the focal point. Um what is one way you increase nutrient density in your diet now, like in your daily diet? My main thing that I try to do is just add as much diverse produce as I can. Um, so, and just try to get as many micronutrients as possible. It's definitely easy, you know, and convenient to have like a hard boiled egg as a snack or, um, you know, like a a piece of cheese or something like that, you know, like those things are like easy to have on hand. Um, so for me, like I'll try to have like maybe a salad a day or something like that where I have, or, you know, or my side of vegetables be more than just one type of vegetable. So it'll be like, I'll just try to eat the rainbow as much as I can. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm like super rainbow. I'm like, what can I put in my diet? That's a color that I haven't used. Like when I go to produce section, I'm like, is there something in here? Because my goal this year as a resolution is to um, try, like buy a food that I've never cooked before necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then try to like learn how to cook it and, and put it in. Like, especially like I look at colors, like I don't have anything purple other than like red onions, which red onions are purple to me, but. Anyways, yeah. I, that's like the only purple thing. So um, maybe sometimes like a plum. But on the daily grind, I want to add like something I'm not used to cooking and like learn how to do it and how to add it back in. Um, so that's kind of like my goal. But definitely when you see me make a salad, it's not just lettuce and nuts or lettuce and tomatoes. Like I have red peppers, yellow peppers, orange peppers. Like I'll even slice like a quarter of each style of pepper just to have a variety of peppers in my salad and then tomatoes and onions and I'll even have green onions red onions I'll just mix it up because I'm trying to get the most bang for my my mouth Mm -hmm. like I want my body to be able to function 
as like ideal as possible. So like if I'm lacking a nutrient in my diet, you know, if you're getting a whole bunch of different varieties of vegetables and fruits and I have, and I even herbs, like I have a, t- I eat a oh, ton yeah. of garlic, like cr- fresh, never messed with garlic daily. I'm sure my breast smells amazing, but no, <laughs> but like, but I know we're like onions, garlic. Mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> Guess what? My immune system's on fire. Couldn't tell oh, you. Oh yeah. Couldn't tell you the last time I even had a, uh, anti- antibiotic or I don't even know. Yeah. I literally don't know. Probably like for, oh, breast augmentation. <laughs> That's yeah. the last time. That was three and a half years ago. Right? Yeah. It's 2016, November 2016 was the last time yeah. I had an antibiotic, and that's because I was going under surgery. But that's crazy because I know as a kid I had uh, chronic bronchitis because both my parents smoked, and in the car, hot box, winter, like rocking it. So we were constantly on antibiotics, mm-hmm. like all the time. And now as an adult, I don't, I, Pres- my son Presley, he's five, he's never had an antibiotic in his life. Because he's always ate at least 80% organic food for the most part. (laughs) So that's another thing to talk about is like, so when, um, when you get your produce and stuff, like choosing organic and stuff, Mm -hmm. that definitely changes the, the nutrient density of, you know, like an organic carrot versus. Yeah. For example, like, and, um. When you have like a GMO crop, and most of our GMO crops are definitely t- turned into like a processed, uh, something that uh, preservative, like, you know, GMO corn. We don't eat the stock of GMO corn, but we do use that GMO corn to make a chemical to keep foods from mm-hmm. going bad or all different kinds of even ethanol, <laughs> ethanol too. Yeah. But um, so anyways, so when it comes to organic, you have organic, non-GMO, and then you have like conventional and then you have like farmer's markets stuff which usually farmer's market stuff is not GMO but they could have sprayed uh, chemicals on it yeah, or whatever but organic you cannot spray any chemicals on their food on the like mm-hmm. synthetic wise and so um, when you're getting an organic um, piece of produce that soil had to have the right vitamins and minerals even in the soil to even produce that fruit or vegetable so um you therefore your piece of fruit or vegetable actually has it in it so if the soil doesn't have calcium and nitrates and all kinds of fun you know all kinds of vitamins and minerals it's no way that it has it so gmo corn only needs a couple of mineral the purpose is they've depleted all of the nutrients in it because they've sprayed it with like Mm -hmm. base roundup which is like what killed my dad eventually so if you think about it and a lot, of, crazy? a lot of Vietnam vets are, like, sick, so sick from this Agent Orange stuff. So, okay, now we spray it on everybody's food. And people live yeah. in these fields of soy and corn. Like, they live there. Like, I'm yeah. from Indiana. Like, I literally was probably smoked out with, like, Roundup because I'm surrounded by farm where I grew up. Grew up. So... Those that soil doesn't even have to have the same amount of chemicals to grow the crop, and then mm-hmm. the crop can't even be repurposed and regrow corn. Like you have to go buy another bag of GMO seeds. But like naturally, mm-hmm. corn you should be able to replant the corn to make more corn. If like during like the rotting process, yeah. So if you think about that, like the way the world works, like you're taking this almost fake seed 
and you deplete the soil, so it hardly has any nutrient left, and then it grows a piece of corn, and then all of a sudden, that people don't even eat the corn in its current state. And what's really funny, when I was little, I used to ask mom, I was like, mom, why don't we just grab corn off? I was literally little. I was like, let's just grab a piece of corn. She's like, oh, we don't eat that corn. And I just, that go, is like funny, because it sits in my head. I'm like, I was like probably 11, being like, why don't we eat that corn? Why don't we eat that corn? And she's like, oh, that's, that's not corn that we eat. It, like, and I just, oh, wow. So yeah. even your mom back then was back even then, like, like, that's not yeah. for us. That's Right. So we would drive past cornfields because like that, wow. there's corn and soy is the main product or like crop near my hometown, right? Yeah. So we're driving through the country and here's some corn. I was like, mom, let's just grab some corn for dinner. Just like little kid style. Yeah. I'm not thinking of stealing. It's totally stealing. But um, she's like, oh, no, we don't eat that corn. And then, like, later in my life, after I study it and, like, learn how this all works, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I wonder, oh, my goodness. why? I wonder why, like, uh, people didn't think about that. Like, what do you mean we don't eat well, that Well, especially corn? as a little kid, you know, like, if your neighbor has a lemon tree, you're like, hey, can What's I have that? some lemons from your yeah. lemon tree? And then, you know, that, that yeah. mentality. Yeah, but we but, feed it to our animals. Yeah. So we and feed it to And then that's crazy, the, too, is that they eat it. And, and when we eat, eat it, so mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Do you think that animal has the same amount of quality, you know, nutrients in its muscles that we are eventually going to eat? No, yeah. they don't. That's why people buy grass-fed animals. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're going off on a tangent. So here we are. <laughs> we could talk about so this for hours, have, obviously. Yeah, right? <laughs> so we have organic, non-GMO just pretty much means that, like, they're not, they might be spraying it, but it's a natural seed. They're not. It's not a GMO seed, mm-hmm. but it still can be sprayed. And then, um, right. But just a, a quick thing too to talk about, since we're on the topic of labels. But just like how there's organic, there's non-GMO. Um, those are the ones that are going to be regulated by yes. the government, whereas natural, conventional. Um, like well, and even if a label says natural, it's it's a marketing tool that's not something. Yeah, it's that's just like an advertisement. It doesn't I'm mean anything, right? Yeah, wait, my son's yeah. right here. Just let him roll. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's five. But, um, so, but that's where um, you know, like there can still be insecticides, pesticides, herbicides, all that stuff. Yeah. And so, they can say natural. Yeah, definitely. And one trick of the trade is, too, is, like, if you see a farmer's market, you have the opportunity to ask them what they use. And, like, some are really open to it. And some people, like, obviously, if they they have, like, a sensitivity to whether or not they use um, um, insecticide, pesticide, because they know a lot of people are avoiding them. And, and for them, a lot of times, like, they would lose their entire crop. But, like, having that connection with that, that farmer also gives you, like the opportunity to really understand how they do it. And and a lot of times, like, it is more beneficial to have um, an organic, or, or not, not organic, but, like, blueberries that were just picked three days ago from the farmer's market, and then you just soak it into um, vinegar, and now you, it, you've cleaned off the, the um, chemical than to have, like, an organic blueberry that's a month old that came from South America or something. <laughs> So something to yeah. think about, like when you're trying to, pro- like when you're thinking of nutrient density, sometimes it can get really complicated, but like something to think about, like the newer, the fresher, it might've been sprayed with something, but you can take that chemical off and then eventually 
you're going to have still a very nutrient-dense blueberry Yeah. at the end of the day. Like, when I lived in Japan, like, the eggs were, like, in the hot section, which is so bizarre because in America, they're cold. But because they were literally picked within that week, the egg still had, mm-hmm. it, it didn't spoil. It's still viable. Yeah. It's not yeah. Spoiled. It's not, not at all. And it was so bright orange. It was like the color of like um, the yolk when you crack the egg. It was literally the color of like a basketball, which oh, is crazy. Beautiful. So it was like an mm-hmm. extremely nutrient dense egg. Versus, like, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll, you know, get the big pack at Costco of white eggs, and all of a sudden it's, like, it's yellow, almost neon. And it's yeah, like, like a banana. <laughs> yeah, like the color of a banana, and you're like, whoa. Like, after you've had, like, a, like this most nutrient possible egg, and then you go see the, like, they can eat the egg, like, raw without getting sick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very interesting to me. But, yeah. So it was, like, boggled my mind. But, um, so... Um, is there anything you want to talk about too? Like, should we go more in depth with anything or? Um, I think we're doing pretty good. I think that's good for our first topic. A lot of, um, I know we brought up a lot of topics that we're going to be talking about in the future. Like we want to bring up our next episode, um, on macros. Um, yeah, we'll go further in depth for sure. But one of the things like, um, I kind of would do this like little sentence about like the perfect ideal like situation, like to stay as nutrient dense as possible, but always remember to not stress out about it because the reality is like, it's very hard. So I'm just going to say this really quick. I was like, imagine if we buying organic, never processed from a local farmer, the day we pick it, we eat it and pair it with a complimentary foods that have all the nutrients we need in it. And oh, don't forget exercise right before we eat it. So we've prepared the body to absorb our nutrients in the most efficient way. And don't forget to drink a ton of water. Okay. Well, that's like almost impossible. So like always just take like what you learn from us and like add in what you can little by little. Cause like when I just first started this organic lifestyle, I just started with like dairy and meat and then eventually like added more and more and more like vegetables and like Mm -hmm. now it's I'm at like an 80 percent 80 85 percent organic lifestyle at least definitely from home obviously we eat out sometimes and I leave wiggle room because out of sight out of mind I just kind of roll with it it's life life gets crazy you know we got swim team I have two kids I'm a mom I have a husband everybody's everybody everywhere and sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches and sometimes you grab Chick-fil-A and just out of sight, out of mind. It's the best that, you know, that's the best I could do that day. So always remember if it's the best you could do that day, you're still winning. <laughs> you know, you got to try, but yeah. And like any, any sort of movement that you make towards progression and towards moving forward is going to be better than if you hadn't at all. You know, yeah, absolutely. I love celery. I put it in salads. I put it in stir fry. I put it in all different sorts of things. And so, you know, I just try to make at least that I can get organic, you know, even if yeah. it's like I'm scrounging for pennies in the couch or something like that. Like I'm still trying to get at least you your know. favorite food item. 100 percent will be organic and it just makes yeah. you feel good. Like like yeah. I I try to sneak in organic apples because I love my husband and he eats a ton of like an apple a day. I'm mm-hmm. sure he like really thinks it keeps the doctor away or something. But so I'm like, <laughs> it keeps the doctor away because I'm buying you organic apples that cost three dollars a piece. Yeah. <laughs> and if he knew that, he would kill me. So I don't <laughs> like shopping with him because when he sees the prices, he's like, 
uh, <laughs> he'll, <like laughs> yeah. sneak, he'll literally sneak stuff back. And I'm like going back, like, where did that go? And he'll be like, I'm not paying $6 for granola bars <laughs> for a kid. And I'm like, give me my granola bars. But you're not spending how much money in antibiotics? So. Yeah, well, we are military, so it's free anyways. Oh, yeah. that's. <laughs> but, but what is free is not always awesome. So mm-hmm. you're probably getting but the oldest, cheapest, grossest antibiotic available. <laughs> But it definitely is like something to think about is that you're investing in your health <laughs> right? too. So, you know, trying to stay away from blood pressure medication, oh, high yeah. cholesterol medication, uh, diabetic medication, mm-hmm. you know, heart attack, you know, when oh, my yeah, stepdad had his heart attack and we got, you know, thankfully our health insurance was amazing and he didn't have to pay a cent. Um, but when we saw how much the insurance covered that was as much as a house <laughs> i know so, right it's crazy so, <laughs> so yeah uh well military medicine is like so hit or miss so it's like to have a heart attack and to think i would have to go to a, a military medical facility would like i probably have a heart attack from the thought of having to <laughs> be taken care of <laughs> but just saying Anyways, every military wife has a horror story, just saying, like, just ask one. She'll tell you. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but anyways, I'm not trusting them with my life. Um, here we go. So I think we're going to finish this topic today for nutrient density, and next week we'll be in on macronutrient balance and how to balance out, like, the really important nutrients that in your body. So we'll go more in depth next week. Yes. And don't worry about having to write all of this down. I know we said it maybe afterwards, but we do have a download up on ipickfit.com. Yeah. So definitely check that out. I'll, it'll be up on the podcast area as well. And yeah, feel free to share any of our podcasts and our social media platforms if you like this show and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Detox Detox. If you like their show or want to know more, go to either ipickfit.com or she'sustainable.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes and feel free to email us questions or topics of interest at ipickfitdanielle at gmail.com. Join us next week. We'll be talking about macro balance.